comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Do you do it that high when you do it? Well, in, in real life, I do it low. But airbase works best up here. Right. <laughs> this is exactly what I look like on a jam out man. When I jam with my bass. <laughs> Slap at the bass, man. Slapping the bass, man. Slap at that bass, man. I slap at the bass. Please don't do that. Episode 335. The moon with the rebel base will be in range in 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Every time Catherine revved up the microwave, I'd piss my pants and forget who I was for a half hour or so. It's 30 minutes away. I'll be there in 10. I'll be there in 10. Is this a five-minute argument or a full half hour? You have 30 minutes to move your car. Your car. You have 30 minutes to move your cube. Your cube. You are listening to a half hour wasted. Tonight's episode: List of the Mohicans. Sorry, Bill. I screwed that up, man. That, that really was sorry. list of the Mohicans. That was oh, what I, what I'm I very there. sorry. I just pulled the wrong fader up. Was, I am so was, embarrassed to be a part of this. It was totally worth waiting right. for, though, right? I'm really, it was. Because people out there listen to the open, and they know the open almost better than we do, and they're going, here comes tonight's episode in three, two, uh-huh. one. And where, where, what happened? Where, what? Oh, oh, thank goodness there's tonight. What? I can't, but I can't hear it under the music. My apologies. And then. And then we had to tell it again. My apologies. Yeah, hey, we got we got a good the second time around. We have a guest in the in the studio here. Mike, how are you doing? Welcome. Yes, that's right. Well, Very good. Thank we, you. We've welcomed him to uh, to the uh, the half hour wasted Shatter Dome. That's what we. That's uh, I think this place. Shatterdome. This place here and forevermore shall be referred to as the Shatter Dome. You have to say Shatter Dome. The Shatter Dome. Speaking of. Yes. Shatterdome, which reminds me of Thunderdome, which is yes. Mad Max related. Right, yes. This is what yes, I watched yes, yes. for the first time ever mm-hmm. in my life last, well, three days ago. Road Warrior. Was it? The Road Warrior. Oh, ever. Whoa. Ever. Ever. First time I'd ever seen. Had you seen Beyond Thunderdome or Mad Max? Yes, I had. I saw Beyond Thunderdome in the movie theater. Yeah. And we watched Mad Max over here one day. We watched um, almost the whole thing. Mad Max was a very boring movie. Very slow. Until the movie. very end. Yeah. And I thought, I don't want to see another movie like this. So I never watched The Road Warrior. I was about to say The Road Warrior. I count Warrior Road Warrior like that. among the top five westerns I've ever seen. <laughs> nice. That I liked The Road Warrior very much. I liked it a lot. Hmm. I think of it more as a sci-fi than a western, mainly yeah. because there's no cowboys in it. Now, that movie, see, well, I'm, I'm trying I to remember. Point, I'm getting my plots mixed up. So for Thunderdome, he had to rescue the kids, but in yeah. Road Warrior, what he did has, he have he to has do? To get the, he has to get the gas out. Right there was he. He came across this. He has to group get the leaded out. He came across this group of survivors who were manufacturing their own supply of gasoline mm-hmm. and the way to transport it to their supposed paradise was for him to go get the semi truck that he stumbled upon in the beginning part of the movie and bring it back to the refinery and then pull the tank of gas out through all the bad guys and then there was a plot twist, and yeah, I ended up liking it. I thought it was fun. Yeah, there's a spoiler at the <laughs> end of the amazing. I'll movie. drive that tanker. Yeah, no that was doubt. pretty good. That's a pretty good Australian that, accent. That reveal right? there. Is, what what was the uh, what was the reveal? You want to get out? You talk to me. Uh, the the spoiler the at the end of the film, he wrecks his truck, and the people escape. And then, as he comes stumbling out of the truck, he realizes that the truck he was driving was full of dirt. Yeah, it was full the of tanker, sand or something. The yeah. tanker was full of. He was supposed yeah. to be the decoy, but it was a, the old, it was a bait and double switch, and that he didn't even know that he was yeah. driving the wrong truck. Right, oh. which is probably why he he gave everything he had to escape with that truck. Oh, yeah, he left it on the field. Oh yeah, 
Yeah, there, there was, uh, yeah. It didn't seem like he was faking it because he wasn't faking it as far as he knew. The, the one thing about that movie that gave me the creeps, though, was the little boy. The little kid. The feral, little kid. feral child. Yeah. Yes. He sounded a... He sounded very much... No. Um, feral is a good... Yeah. Was, he sounded like this, actually. Okay. Okay. Wait, no, wait, what about the dog? What about oh, the yeah, dog? you know what? You're, you're right. It's, it's more of this than anything. Like, like, whenever he would be happy, he would make this noise. And then when he was upset about something, the little kid would make this noise. It was, we, had, we need a name wait, 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 for wait. that dog. What, what sound would he make if he had a bowl of cornflakes? Uh, <laughs> when he was distracting the bad guys, <laughs> when he was helping Mad Max escape, and he was distracting the bad guys, he started howling like a dog, but really it sounded more like this. <laughs> But seriously, that little kid gave me the creeps. <laughs> Didn't he give you the creeps, though? I mean, it was kind of weird, wasn't he? I don't think I got those so much got the creeps from him as from the humongous. The humongous gave me the creeps. Which one was that? The humongous. All hail the humongous. The guy with the hockey mask and, yes. the, and the speedo? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he had this weird Danish accent. The humongous. Yeah, he's probably South African. Uh, Mel Gibson only has seven lines in that entire film. Are you wow. Serious? Yeah. That's yeah. He he hardly spoke anything. And then there was this one time when he was laughing, and it sounded like this. <laughs> so, you would call that a western? Yes, absolutely. I, I rank that as one of the great westerns uh, of all time. Is it better than Three Ten to Yuma? Uh, I've not seen the second 310 to Yuma because I didn't think the first was worth remaking. Okay. But, um, I consider Road Warrior a Western film. Yep. It, if it's all the characteristics of the best of the genre. I'm actually going to look at the trailer. There's no Indians in it. No, but a Western film, I'm trying to think of another example. Uh, people that say that Star Wars is a Western or Firefly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, That's Firefly is thing. definitely a Western, for sure. Uh, it seems like I That's remember, uh, I don't want to tell the story all the time, I need to look up and check my facts, but it seems like I remember reading once that someone was interviewing Joss Whedon and asked him what his favorite Batman movie was, and he said, Last of the Mohicans. <laughs> nice, okay. Yeah, yeah that, that sort of thing. So, Yeah, Road Warriors are Western to me. Wow. I'm really Do you like sci-fi? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Go ahead, Frank. Oh, I'm just re-watching the, the trailer for Road Warriors. It's been so long since I've seen it. In a world... That's right. I found a list. The time left behind. Um, oh, this is a list show. Yeah, this is, uh, what is this, episode 335. I don't even think we said an, 334 in the last episode we recorded. But In an episode past 342. This is 345. <laughs> world scorn frowned upon. I was bored the other day, so I was checking out some websites, and I came across... A video on YouTube called Top 10 Sci-Fi Movie Duels. It was posted by WatchMojo.com. And what it is, I'll just, I'll play this little part here, and you can, you, you can hear what their criteria for a movie duel is, and I'll just let him explain it. But I thought it was interesting, and one of these I was like, hadn't even ever heard of, so here we go. Our list includes showdowns involving two opponents that are similarly matched. We're dispensing the traditional honor-bound, arranged meeting aspect of the definition of duel, and we'll be omitting superhero flicks. All right, so no superhero flicks. Okay. Um, I, this first one, number 10 on their list, I walked out of the movie before it was halfway over. So I never actually saw this. Mm. So I can't comment on this. Mm. Number 10, Arthur versus the mental projection, Inception. They're in a hallway. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're in a hallway where the set's obviously yes. moving and there's like no gravity. Yeah. I mean, you guys saw Inception. Yeah. I did. And, um, did you see Inception? Well, I went, Absolutely. I went to the theater with you. Yeah, I know. And you stood up about an hour or so into the movie and uh, I said... 
Well, give me a Coke, and he, you said uh, to me, I'm, I'm leaving. I'm not sure that's on my top. You walked out of Inception? I did. It was boring as crap. I, it was one of the most boring I, I movies know. I've ever seen. Uh, okay. I'll, I'm trying to process that. I've got the DVD <laughs> in the bedroom, and I, I really, um, truly intend to watch it again as soon as I can get around to it. I, was I don't think that that would be on my top ten list of duels, but I know why someone would put it there. Mm-hmm. Is that because of the technology of, of working in that environment? Well, the stakes are pretty high in yeah. that fight, too. Yeah. It, so. it is the, the dream within the dream within mm-hmm. the dream. You're right. That is, <clears throat> it's, it's against the clock. It's that rush against the clock. I would add to my definition Time of factor. an important of a top ten duel that the stakes have to be pretty high. Yeah, that's a good. I'd say that's. Um, I would say that's a, a fair. That fits in that. Well, that, the, that piece in the classic, um, in the old series, uh, the original series of Star Trek. Um, one of the great unifying factors that made that show so great was the time factor. You know, Kirk is battling Khan in the engineering room, in uh, you know, in the episode Space Seed, and he doesn't just have to beat him. But, I mean, the, the ship's decay, uh, the ship's orbit is decaying, and it's about to run into the atmosphere and burn everybody up. So it's not just that he has to beat the guy. He has to beat him in a certain prescribed amount of time uh, or everything blows up. You know, and that's no good if you want to have another season. Or you have to go back and do prequels, which, as we all know, sucks because we watched Enterprise. So if that's take number that. ten on this guy's list, I wonder where he's going to go from. There's some I, pretty, there's I, some pretty dang good ones. I would here. like to go off on a rant for about fifteen minutes and talk about how uh, Jeffrey and Archer is Brad a fictional Wilson creation, got. and then <laughs> okay, everybody knows Inception that, against what? Okay, all right. Let's right. move on to number nine. Number nine, Nada versus Frank. They live. I'm giving you a choice. Was that either put on these glasses? Or start eating that trash can. Wrestlers and sci-fi are always a match made in heaven. Was that was that before or after he ran out of gum? <laughs> I'm all out of. This is the gum. movie where if you put on these special glasses, you could yeah. see which people walking around are aliens. Yeah. I was thinking before uh, you started number ten that I was going to put this on. I would put this on. Really? I was going to put really. This on. And that's really? Keith David. Yes, it is Keith. That's David. That's fighting oh, uh, and Rowdy okay. Roddy Piper. Okay. Yeah, and Rowdy Roddy Piper. And so it's basically Keith David was basically the '80s Idris Elba. The he was in everything. That's the greatest fist fight ever filmed. Wow. This one here? That's the longest. Yes. <laughs> the thing, the main deal is Rowdy Roddy Piper wants Keith David to put the glasses on. Yes. And Keith David yes. doesn't want to put the glasses on, and that's why they're because, fighting. Because he's being stubborn. He's being, yeah. he's being a jerk. Now, I, I, I hate to say this, but I'm, I'm missing the point here. So is it Inception against them? No. We're l- listing the top ten. Okay. Inception was number ten. Right. Uh-huh. This from They Live is this person's number nine. Okay, and then we'll you know we can comment on each one when okay. the list is done. We can go back and say, well, this one should have been in there that wasn't, okay. that kind of thing. I've actually never seen They Live. That's a great movie because back then I haven't seen it since the Jackson Dome days when it came out. You know, it was a quote unquote scary movie or whatever, and I didn't want I didn't watch scary movies back then. But if you're telling hmm. me it's worth watching, it's absolutely a great film. Yeah, um, I, it I not, wonder. I don't. Even, I don't know if it's on DVD though. I'm not sure if it if it holds know. up, so you'll have to keep that into I don't know either. Mind. That's a very good point. I it, still can't get it's past... It's Carpenter, so it probably does. <laughs> I can't get past the fact that they're fighting because one guy doesn't want to put sunglasses on. The whole That's, movie is like that. Yeah. Yeah, the whole movie is like that. The, the Imagine movie, Big Trouble in Little China... Uh, uh, if it were taken seriously, I mean, it's, that's a weird movie. And this guy the, the, comments... The whole plot hinges on these sunglasses. Yeah. I know that sounds a little dumb, but... The, Without these sun, without someone putting on these sunglasses, you won't understand what's going on. This guy comments. It's that also it's, a very a brilliant satire. That he movie. says it's a very long scene. About yeah. quite, it's a very long scene. It's probably yeah. fifteen minutes. Fight scene. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's. It, I can remember being in the theater and thinking that that fight scene was going to end. You know, like it's concluding. Kind of like, and then it starts up again. And I remember people laughing. Kind of it's like hysterically yeah. funny. It yeah. is hysterically kind of funny. Kind of like Man of Steel, never, the fight at the end never ended. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like that. Yeah, Only it, never it was enjoyable. Okay, here's number seven. Okay. And I think it, it deserves... Uh, we should be on eight now. You're right. It's number eight. I don't know that... I said I think it deserves... I'm not sure this really deserves a place on the top ten. But here we go. Number eight. Robocop versus Ed 209. Robocop. You better take me in. 
when Robocop discovers that OCP is running a racket between Detroit's police and a major gang, he attempts to arrest the corrupt executive who's responsible. Ronnie Cox. A senior officer of OCP oh. yes. results in shutdown. His progress is slowed when he's Ronnie stopped Cox by his fourth Norman prime directive Who? the ever-popular Ed 209. So here comes Ronnie the... Cox. This prompts really? some sweet robot on... Here comes the stop-motion robot that comes in at the end. Almost looks like an ATST walker from... Uh, from Jedi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, anyway, they're calling this one of the top ten deals. You and have three seconds to comply. The way he defeats the uh, the stop motion robot is that he lures him to some stairs and and it can't navigate and it falls down the stairs. That's how he there. wins the fight. That's pretty lame. Yeah, that's pretty lame. That's a classic s- duel. It's not one of the greats. I yeah, mean, I would Robocop s- versus. That's fine. I'll defend a Robocop against any comers, but that's not a great duel. Now, this one, hmm. this one I may actually have ranked much higher. What are we at now? Seven? Is this going to be seven now? They live this on Blu-ray now. Yes. Oh, sweet. This is number seven. Here we go. There it I'll chase him round the moons of Nibia and round the Antares yep. maelstrom and round perdition's flames before I give him up. Number seven. Prepare to all the force. Kirk versus Khan. Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. You still remember, Admiral. For a movie for, that where two characters never physically meet, yeah. that and, is pretty amazing. Yeah. But they, they did physically meet in the in the old series. I mean, yes. they, had a, they had like a fist fight or whatever. As but, I just illustrated. I mean, yes. That movie is just, it's nothing. I was thinking about that. guys on a telephone talking to each yeah. other. The last yeah. time I watched it, which was about six weeks ago, I remember thinking that they never actually come face to face in the entire film. I think I would r- have ranked this higher than number seven. I may have put it top five. I have to see what the next six yeah. are. It depends on what the definition of your list is. This is true. I already think my best of all time may not be on this list. Ooh. Okay, here comes uh, one that yeah. I've never seen this because I wasn't into this franchise when I was a kid. Okay. But um, here we go. Number six, Optimus Prime versus Megatron, Transformers the movie. Yeah. Animated movie. If there was one giant robot fight to rule them all, it's this one. One shall stand, one shall fall. This is the animated... Yes. The animated the Transformers movie, which, like I said, I never was into the Transformers. The first, my first experience with Transformers was Michael Bay a few years ago. The, um, the animated movie. There was a TV show, and then they had this animated yeah. movie. Uh, I was really into Transformers at the time, and that movie was like everything you wanted an action movie to be at that age, animated, take all that into account. What year was that sucker Over up? the top. 86. Orson Welles was the voice we in of high Ultron, I think, or was it? No, it was Leonard Nimoy. Leonard no, Nimoy. Leonard Nimoy was the, was the Megatron in... Um, no, he was the Sentinel in the the last movie. But he was also Ultron in this animated movie. Really? Too. But uh, in my memory, the fight scene was epic. I'm sure it isn't now. I would have to agree with. Did that. you see this? I was never with the Transformer. Transformers. Yeah. Never. Did you see this, Bill? I didn't hate him. Just never cared about him. Transformers the movie. Yeah. No. Heck no. Was there? Um, I, that was. I w- were the stakes high? The stakes were high. It was the. Uh, it was their planet that was. Uh, no, it was yeah. Earth that was up for grabs because Ultron was going to destroy Earth. And so they had to fight. And Megatron. Opti- yeah. And Optimus actually dies in it. Really? It's yeah. A, it's a real shame. Yeah, it's tearjerker. But his, uh, his essence or his power goes into... Um, it's a mystical force that surrounds us and binds us. Right. right. It went into another Transformer who... Uh, the actor's name... Who is the bad guy in Breakfast Club? The... Um, Hmm? Judd Nelson? Judd Nelson. No, not Judd Nelson. You mean, the, Judd you mean Nelson? The, the assistant principal? You no. mess with the bull, you get the horns. That's right. Not that guy. I think it was Judd Nelson, yeah. It goes into Judd Nelson. He was the bad Nelson. guy. He was just the smoker. Yeah, the smoker, him. Good gosh. He was the bad guy. Well, yeah. <laughs> a, well, Molly Ringwald liked him because he was the bad guy. He was a, a bad boy. You're a racist. Oh, totally. White people, look out. They'll get you. I meant against people who smoke. <laughs> No, no, he okay. was. I mean, what was he supposed to do? His, his, his dad comes out Christmas morning, throws him a pack of cigarettes, and says, "Smoke up." <laughs> you know what's he supposed to do? That's, that was number six. It's not defining much of a legacy for your children. Here's number five. I think it deserves to be on this list. 
Number five, Neo versus Agent Smith, The Matrix. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. Now, this is the one who's ever fought an agent and survived. The one, the third movie, I guess? No, it's the first movie. This is the fight in which Neo finally began to embrace his Ah, destiny as the one, and was thus able to match speed and skill with his arch nemesis in a subway station. Yeah, it's the one at the subway. Okay. Very good. I I'm love trying to remember that individual fight. I've got they, it on DVD. And when I've, they first face off, yeah. it's very much like a Western at this point. The the guns, yeah. the yeah. gunsmiths, they've even got a, a quote-unquote tumbleweed as nice. it goes across from right to left as this <laughs> trash blows you know, slowly I need, across. I need to get The Matrix, the first movie on Blu-ray, badly. Oh, it's I just, so good, I man. can't. The, the, the transfer of the DVD was substandard. You uh, could have got the out. entire Matrix collection mm-hmm. on on Blu-ray on Amazon the other day for twenty nine bucks. Wow, that's not bad. No, it's not. It's not bad at all. The, uh, see what, I, I don't need the third movie. The, I love we the over the, the top fight with Agent Smith in the second one with all the clones. Yeah, yeah it just yeah. doesn't that's stop. That's kind of what I was thinking about. That's to me. That's just like whoa. Yeah. It, it just it keeps going and going and going. But that fight, you're right, Brad. I mean, it's actually it's not a fist fight, but one of my favorite action sequences in modern movies is the. Uh, um, the fight uh, right after they uh, uh, leave the the Merovingian and mm-hmm. and his his woman the uh, in the two on the in the two story room yeah. with those staircases that go exactly up exactly yeah. right those are that's great um, yeah doesn't it, doesn't that's the, that scene ends with them like running around the walls and up on the ceiling yeah. and stuff if I remember right yeah, yeah. that's uh, some, that's stuff. a great that has the uh, say the, what you will about that is the weird twin vampires that can like sink mm-hmm. through the floor and come up behind you and yeah. all that say so, what you will about those last two movies there's some really good stuff in both of them I, I mean I'm the the second movie I man I went and saw uh, Reloaded at the IMAX theater. And just was beside myself watching that whole the whole highway scene. The highway the scene, scene, man, that's just that's, amazing. Like, are you kidding me? They I mean, built that highway a mile yeah. and a half long. Yeah, just incredible. Yeah, out out somewhere in the Arizona desert, you will find a strip of highway that's a mile and a half long with a couple of on ramp on ramp off ramps that goes to nowhere, and that's where they filmed it. Here's they, number four. So they ran up and down that mile and a half over and over again. Well deserves this spot on the on the list. Number four, Dutch versus Predator. Predator. All right. Yeah. In I this could get confrontation, that. it's right. Arnie as the last man standing versus an alien hunter with superior technology. The two most Great dangerous stuff. warriors. I kind of have a minor friggin- issue with the idea that the the Predator is not a superhero. But I know I'm splitting hairs, so Science I'm fiction, trying to man. do this gently. Science fiction. He did. He did yeah. beat him using just his will. brain or will. And not technology, right? Yeah. But the Predator was a super villain. No, he was a science oh, he's fiction a space dude. monster. Yeah, he's a space monster. You know, superheroes have far less weaponry at their disposal. One, you know, uh, I guess who would okay, who would win, Superman? Daredevil or the Predator? <laughs> okay, I mean, I Predator. Mean, su- Superman came from another planet, right? Space monster. Space monsters are good. Okay, here's number three. Um. Okay. Go ahead. No, I was just about to say. Uh, I just thought of uh, one of my favorite uh, um, fist sci-fi fist fights of all time. You're going you... to love this one. Okay. Should we wait and give I our would own wait. after do the thing? Just wait. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's I'm, what I'm not good at waiting. Here's but number I'll, three. For you, I'll do it. You have learned much, young one. You'll find I'm full of surprises. Number three: Luke versus Vader, Star Wars Episode Five: The Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> We had um didn't know it at the time. We had our my friend uh our friend Todd Hartzell on uh the um was it I'm pretty sure it was the Empire Strikes Back episode <laughs> when we did that a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And um to this day he says the lightsaber duel that this guy's referring to is his favorite and best lightsaber duel out of any of the movies. Is this uh the end of episode one? Huh? Sorry, which lightsaber duel? Have you been playing Minesweeper over there yeah, or what? Yeah, I'm playing Minesweeper. I'm almost finished, okay? Empire. Okay, all right. Vader and Luke in Empire. I, I disagree with that. Number three that on this list. was true until 1999. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> until until Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon went up against uh, Darth Maul, you could make that case. Yeah, I would say Darth Maul and Obi-Wan is, but yeah, is the best about, lightsaber duel. About two hours into that movie in 1999, yeah. that, uh, that all of a sudden had to take a back seat. 
Um, well, let's see. Uh, stakes were not that high, though, in episode one. Stakes well, were pretty high in, in Empire. Hey, man, people died in that, okay? That's, right. that's, that's, that's actually true. I'm trying to think. There weren't really any stakes in the battle with Darth Maul. The, the, the situation was being settled in okay. orbit above the planet. That, that well, was, and of course that we was a knew that match with Darth Maul that was just that was simply Jedi's and Sith. Yeah, we knew that. It out back. Yeah. Heaven, Obi Wan wasn't going to die. We knew he wasn't going to die. True enough. That also lowers the stakes. Yes, we did not know unless you were spoiled by the soundtrack True. CD for mm. Phantom Menace that Qui Gon Jinn was going to die. Right. But what makes that lightsaber duel my favorite is because of the emotion that I could just feel. On Obi Wan's part, oh yeah, when he was avenging his master and taking on this guy who just yeah. basically ruined his life, well, a by dead, killing his master, a dead horse I beat over and over again, and we'll do one more time, is that that's the first time you ever got to see Jedi's absolutely at full power, absolutely You'd never seen that before until Episode One started, and then that fight scene at the end, I mean the the choreography, the fact that he the had choreography is flawless, yeah, he had the the light. The, the lightsaber bow stick, you know. I mean, just do you have episode one on disc? Oh yeah, we gotta watch it's, the. It's DVD, we gotta watch that duel. That's yeah, what we gotta watch that duel when we're done here. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not just it's not just the fight and the choreography and the originality of the the way they present the fight to you. Um, you know, you've got a guy who's basically uh, you know a parkour specialist. You know, right. who's got a double edged lightsaber, and you've never seen anything like this. It's all new, and he's a Jedi also, and. And you know the, the the environment they're in during this fight, you know, jumping from level to level, you know, when a miss means you fall what hundreds or thousands of feet, you know, to what has to be certain death, you know, because there's no guardrails in any of these walkways. Of course not, because it's a Star Wars movie. They're afraid you might you know, lean on it, just like in uh, was yeah. it was it Blue Harvest? <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, they, well, they just want something to lean on, right? <laughs> um, Todd also said his favorite action sequence of all time comes from Empire. The um, Hoff battle with the That's walkers and the snow speeders. Pretty yeah. sweet. No, I, t- I can't. I can't accept that. The greatest action sequence of all time is the is the truck chase in Raiders of the Lost Ark. That may be wow. a good one. That's that's a very good, good one too. Wow. All right, we got two more on this list, <laughs> and uh, I'm I'm big fans of uh, both of these, especially especially number two. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Number two, Ripley versus the alien queen, aliens. This iconic confrontation sees the alien queen stow away on Ripley's ship after we all thought it was over. I just love that movie so much. That I'm, that suit she wears, that armor suit. When that, she climbs in the power Uber, loader, yeah. Yeah. get away from her, you bitch. <laughs> I mean... She was nominated for an Academy Award probably based on that line alone. <laughs> you think so? She's amazing. You the, think it was that one line? line? It's pretty gonna... powerful, and I think well, she, I mean, she, it's a best actor. It's a best actress type of performance. But yeah, I think that I they, think it's the whole thing, man. That whole sequence at the end of the movie, they were able to market the hell out of that, and and uh, someone may have to look this up. She may, I think, she may have won the Academy. She Award. did not. She did not. No, she was nominated, but she did not win. And uh, I mean, when you very, see her, very eyes, worthwhile. She... Um, nomination knows what's going on i mean it is real that is acting at its yeah and the whole the whole the whole movie i mean her connection with newt and you know her having lost her daughter and then having a surrogate daughter come in it's just i just love it i just thought now it was, in the original release though they never did they ever talk about the original daughter i'm trying um, to remember no I, that was in the special yeah. edition um that movie's interminably long and it's amazingly worthwhile yeah the long version of Aliens. Well, that when, special edition. When that movie came awesome. out, uh, that and uh, what else came out right around the same time? But uh, we went and saw those movies. And it's like this movie was two hours and fifteen minutes long, which mm-hmm. felt like an epic. I mean, back the in those special days, edition is they weren't making movies that long. No, that was no. an incredibly long movie for yeah. the time. The special edition is uh, two hours and thirty-two minutes. Wow, it had seventeen minutes of extra stuff in it, and hmm. it's freaking amazing. Here's number one on the uh, Watch Mojo list of top ten sci-fi movie duels. I think it's uh, probably deserves it. Number one, T-800 versus the T-1000, Terminator 2, Judgment Day. Terminating our list is the battle between the T-800 and the near-indestructible liquid metal T-1000. I could watch that fight all day long. Yeah. 
Hasta la vista, baby. <laughs> now I know why you cry. I mean, you guys think that's worthy of number one? Uh, no. no. Um, I don't. I'm. I'm afraid it doesn't hold up. From a. From a. I think it does. I. I I'm. I'm. I'm pouting because my favorite movie duel is not on the. Well, list. Well, that's why you know when we were through this, I wanted to to hear what you guys think should have been on this. But it's list. right up. It's right up there. I'm not sure I would put the Terminator duel at the top of that list even, but. Whenever I make lists, I just go top ten. I try not to. I try to stay away from one through ten. Okay, okay. out of okay. the out of the ten that we've gone over, which one do you think deserves number one? Out of the ten that we've heard, I would lean towards uh, Empire Strikes Back. I think mostly because of the iconic nature of it, and anyone can just kind of point their finger at it and recognize that duel. I think most people. When I think of that duel, the scene, the visual I have in my head, are the two of them at the top of the staircase, lightsabers crossed, and they're silhouetted mm-hmm. by the backlight. Yeah. All you see are two black figures and red and blue crossed. Yeah. So you can tell which and good the, guys yeah, are which. Yeah. It just it's pretty awesome. What about you guys? What's number one off this list? Gosh. I might have. I mean, I love the the Terminator one, but I'd. I'd probably have to move it out of the number one slot and put Empire in there, probably. Though the Ripley one, that is that is a close second. Cause it's yeah, just, I love it. I, I mean, mean, it kind of depends on whether you're talking. I for it. You know, are we talking about the most iconic moment of these fist fights? Are we talking about ten. The, are we talking about the fight that meant the most to the resolution of that particular storyline? Are we talking about the best... Uh, choreographed and executed uh, fight scene. I mean, there's. I don't know I, that I, I watchmojo.com went yeah. to that great <laughs> length. Yeah, I, I get that they're they're leaving a little bit open for interpretation. I, uh, I don't What's know. What's your man. favorite the, out of that list? Of that list with with the gun to my head that you've got stuck up there right now, I'm going to say um, I kind of like the other uh, Neo and Agent Smith fight. That's a good one. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm there with that. I think I agree with that. That's I mean, a very good one. I get goosebumps it, watching that. It, man. It's hard for me to believe that I'd pick that scene from all these movies that have been around for a lot longer. Um, but I'm not scared necessarily to uh, embrace the new. And, That's a uh, great one. Fold. That movie was groundbreaking yeah. for so many reasons. Yeah, and I think a lot of it is is not just the technology, but just just the the filmmaking style. You know, the, I mean it mm-hmm. it. It was like um, it was, it was a like ride. Ne- it was like Nevermind by Nirvana. It, well, the it story changed. itself. I, I, we watched. I watched that movie in college at a four thousand level philosophy class. Yeah. Um, and what was their uh, like? What did important. they want you to? Ethics. The, the, the ethics of the characters. Yeah. Or the ethics of the whole stinking situation. The situation. Yeah. I saw that movie in the Dollar Show. Wow. Mere, mere days before it left the Dollar Show, and I thought, why? Did I not go see this when it first came out? I'm trying to remember where I saw. It. I did I see it in the theaters? I think I did, but I can't. I went. To, I was excited about it when it came out, and there, I can remember there being a little bit of a joke because Keanu Reeves was. Yeah, in I it. wasn't a huge Keanu Reeves fan to begin with. Uh, who know, is? <laughs> yeah, so you're just kind I mean, of you oh, got company there, <laughs> Mike. Which duel do you think should have been on that list that wasn't? Um, I think the greatest uh, duel. Uh, mano I've a ever, mano, mano a mano. I've ever seen in any movie I've ever seen is a sword fight between uh, Eric Banya and Brad Pitt in Troy. Really, that hmm. is absolutely hmm. perfectly orchestrated wow. and executed. I thought you were going to say a sword fight between Enrico Montoya and his, no. and his opponent. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good duel. I am not left-handed. <laughs> <laughs> Neither that, am I. Because that scene goes on for death. Death. Yeah, no, to the pain. <laughs> I, that, that's, that's a really clever little scene there. I, I had another one in my head a second ago that wasn't like, on the list, but I can't think of it. Oh, got, the fight between Indiana Jones and the and the airplane mechanic. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one. That's yeah. a great one. I just thought... He takes and that he takes that shot to the chest and just ends up sitting down uh-huh. real hard. <laughs> he just he just kind of shakes his head and is like, I'm in for it here. And the stakes are high too. He's yeah, got to escape. He's yeah, got to have to have yep. that plane. Were the stakes high in that Troy fight? Uh yes. Uh that was the uh, Hector was the the champion of the city and Achilles was the champion of the Greek army. Um No, that was just murder, actually. Okay. I think about it. 
That was just martyr. The stakes there's, really weren't that high. Yeah. But there's a lot of that in Greek literature, so yeah. you know, not a big surprise there. Um, I think there's a, a couple of glaring omissions and, and one that I, I can't leave off this list. Enlightenment. Um, okay. Well, um, one of them uh, can best be summed up by... It's not in a movie. Does it have yeah, to be in a movie? Top ten sci-fi movie. Oh, okay, duels. well, never mind. Okay, well, in that case, I changed my vote to Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla. Has anybody thought about that? <laughs> I don't know if the I don't know if Uh-oh, the, the computer's not happy high. with me. Gypsy Danger versus Dude. Um, honestly, uh, one of my favorite fight scenes is is that harbor fight in Pacific Rim. Yes, yes. Um, that is amazing and. There's there's so many great individual moments. It's like that's what a Transformers movie wants to grow up to be when it when it uh, you know matures. But man, that scene when the when is it the freaking is it the Russian uh, the Russian Jaeger that has the uh, the elbow jets? No, uh, it, no, it cranks. The, it cranks. Gypsy Danger and, has, a, has okay. elbow jets. Isn't that the, the main, main when it cranks, the main protagonist when it, crank, when it cranks back and they fire the elbow yeah. just to propel its fist forward into yeah, that, that, was that beastie. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. Oh, man. That was pretty awesome. Oh, my gosh. And then, and then you know, this one creature who, you know, they, they had a whole fight scene with this creature, and then all of a sudden it grabs Gypsy Danger and all of a sudden unfurls these huge bat wings mm-hmm. you know, and just takes off into the freaking atmosphere, into the stratosphere, and he goes Iron Man on it. You know, just amazing. What a, God, what a great sequence that is. And... It doesn't. I mean, you, know, you want to talk about the importance of a fight. Um, basically, uh, if Gypsy Danger doesn't win that fight right there, right then, um, we're basically all dinosaur, uh, dinosaur fertilizer, dinosaur slaves. Yes, at best, yeah, at we best. are dinosaur yeah. slaves. The lucky ones are dinosaur slaves. Okay, um, the the rest of them are bantha poodoo, or they will be. Um, yeah, I just. Um, you know, there, there's got to be. Uh, oh my know, gosh, the uh, the duel I mean, at the end of for a few dollars more between Clint Eastwood and Lee Van Cleef. Yeah, does that count as sci-fi? It's not though? sci-fi. I totally oh, it has agree. to be sci-fi. That was the list. I mean, the, the stakes aren't. That's just revenge. Yeah, the, the final steak. scene, the good, the bad, and the ugly too. The three-way, yeah. the three-way Mexican standoff is pretty that's awesome. Not sci-fi. And of course, you know, um, Luke versus Darth, you know, is not on this list from Return of the Jedi. Well, I mean, it's, I mean, I, I realize they've got a Luke versus Darth fight. But the one at the well, end of Return case, of the Jedi, Troy not... and Raiders may not be sci-fi either. Actually, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I think Raiders is probably enough. Um, I'm looking. Uh, I found another list uh, just to kind of compare notes and see if there's anything I was just obviously missing, and I blame that for my inclusion of uh, Kirk and Spock in this list, by the way. But um, it has here, and I need to see this episode again, apparently. But one of its top ten uh, science fiction fight scenes is uh, Marcus Cole versus Naroon in Babylon 5's episode, Gray 17 is Missing. Oh, my gosh. That kind of trips me out quite a bit. And I realize we're talking about movies, so, so you know, screw me. But uh, it says here, the ranger Marcus Cole faced one of his greatest tests in the otherwise forgettable season 3 episode, Gray 17 is Missing. The warrior cast Mimbari, Naroon, has come to Babylon 5 to kill Ambassador Delenn. Yada, 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 yada. That was a great fight. Yes. Uh, instead, he finds Marcus blocking his path, challenging Neron to Densha, a fight to the death. That was a great episode. Yeah. Yeah. Even uh, barely able to stand after uh, Marcus gets uh, the, the snot beat out of him. I love that He show. refuses to let Neroon pass, reciting the Ranger Oath. We are rangers. We walk in the dark places no others will enter. We stand on the bridge and Between no one may pass. the and the star. We live for the one. We die for the, for the one. one. It's about time for me to start my rewatch on that. Ooh, it doesn't hold up. Yeah, it does. Ooh. Does it? I love. I, 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 I tried rewatched and it a I, few times. Ooh. I rewatched it a few times. I where, where it came, is it on DVD? I've oh, got all yeah, DVDs. it is. I've got all five yeah. seasons on DVD. See, I've got seasons two, three, and four on DVD. Um, Arguably the of, best ones. Be, well, at the time, but there um, are things in season one. Yeah. that come back to play. Oh, there's very important yeah. things in season one. I mean, the the first time you see uh, what Babylon Four and yeah. and Zathras mm-hmm. is Zathras uh, may end. be one of my favorite all time sci fi characters. The last time I tried to rewatch <laughs> it, I made than... it as far as the Civil War. Okay, Shattered Dreams. Oh and man, I never made it past. And that it. episode to this uh, that that episode came closer than any episode in TV history of just leaving me in a wet puddle on yep. the ground. Yep. I mean, I just uh, th- that is. 
one of the most amazing climaxes I've just I've, until Adama got shot. That was probably the yeah, yeah. I'll give you that. It's a, it it is a shame to have these these shows that you love and then rewatch them years later. And they're not as shiny as you some of them are brutal. Them. Buck yeah. Ro- uh, uh, Netflix Buck. just just picked up Buck Rogers in the twenty fifth oh, century. Are you serious? That son, that is hard to take, dude. Yeah. I um uh at uh, Ding Dong Walmart about a year or so ago, I found the complete Buck Rogers series, which is you know two seasons, obviously. But I found it on DVD for ten bucks. Yep, and I've got it in the bottom of my. I've I've uh I kind of bought it. More for the kids than me. It's like I'd kind of like to see this again. I could stand. I would watch a bad show back. I would. I would. I remember Sunday nights. It was Six Million Dollar Man, Battlestar Galactica, and the ABC Sunday Night Movie, and it was always Moonraker. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So you just just, Sunday night was just the most amazing thing. See, like, is is more pizza here? (laughs) No, it's your ding dong. (laughs) Yay! It was always Moonraker. It was always always Moonraker tonight. And it is, and it was always Moonraker. We grew up in a simpler time. It's a, they were always Bond movies, though. It seemed like I, like it. I can't tell you the number of times I saw Live and Let Die uh, on uh, uh, was it ABC Sunday night movie Sunday night movie tonight. That's right. Mm, what pipes on that guy? So jealous. You just had to throw in that shot of of. Um... Carol Marcus in there, didn't you? Oh, I had to, yeah. We're talking about last week's show. Okay. Uh, you know, it was a mishmash of things we were talking about last week. and That and, never happens. And we were talking about Star Trek Into Darkness. So I was thinking about artwork for that. Okay. I chose Carol Marcus. Alice Eve, is that the Oh, yeah, name? okay. Alice Eve. Oh, oh, in her underwear, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. Space underwear and the we, big uh, foot shot. We, that's nice. You got some nice, you know, we, you did a good job with those. With you, those. Right. Were you around the time we had her in studio? Down there at the yes. place you work now. Yeah, yeah, it's tremendous. Shut up! <laughs> I'm trying to remember which. I'm trying to. Think I didn't which even one get that. A lot of times we have people come down there, and I'm busy doing something else. I wouldn't even know they were they were there. Well, and it was her and that uh, that interesting uh, brunette who's I, now uh, in the was, B she's and two broker. In, oh, she's yeah, she's Kate the Beckinsale. B, isn't she? The, the no, B in, it's in, in apartment twenty three. No, she it's in, not. Um, it's too bad though. She was in Breaking Bad. She was. Uh, yeah, she um, plays an interesting character. Alessandro Ambrosio? No, darn it. But that's a good answer, too. Um, who was it? Uh, it's, uh, you know, she's, she's the, the brunette that you would recognize her by face, but you can't really place where you've seen her unless you know, in which case this is all just a silly yeah. tangent by me, which I'd like to apologize for because I don't usually do that. Oh, well, that was fun. That yeah, was I irony there. I can't think of my... Uh... Of my classic sci-fi battle, and nothing is really coming to me sci-fi-wise, and I like sci-fi movies. What about the... Uh, what about about Hal 9000 versus Dave Oh, Bowman? my gosh. Yeah. But are those equals? Well, well no, they don't, don't have know. to be Who equals, ends up winning? Well, the te- technically, mano a mano was the, well, mano was the mano? thing, but the stakes are pretty high. That, I mean, stakes are... Tremendously high. I don't know movie. how much of a duel. It's pretty boring as the duels go, but it's a mental duel. It's a mental <laughs> duel. That's a really good call. I keep wanting to play, say, uh, um, Charlton Heston, Planet of the Apes, fist fight. Seems like something mm. in there. Uh, it there's feels like one. I should be I missing one. To, but I was trying to think of one a yeah, minute ago. There, there's not a good old fashioned Western style, you know, haymakers to the face. One of the great, thing. one of the great foot chases of all time is in that movie. When, they, the, uh, when he escapes from the uh, no, when they first get captured and the, with the horses, the uh, no before I, where, where his throat is already healed, but he doesn't know it yet. They chase him all through the city and okay. then they catch him in the net, and he says, "Take your stinking paws off me, you tender." Oh, uh, yes. Everyone out. Foot chase is like ten minutes before they catch him. Okay. You know, um, you know, because of Episode One, because of one scene in Star Wars Episode One. This is a little bit of a tangent. But because of that one scene, Star Wars actually exists in our universe. A long time ago. Explain. Is it the theory about the dude from Grey's Anatomy? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> um, E.T. E, uh, ah, yes. in, in the council e. scene, E.T. is, his people are represented. Yeah, they're, oh. in, one of the, they're in one of the pods in the right. <laughs> And because of that, because of that stupid scene, Star Wars exists somewhere in our Well, that's not the first time that that's happened. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, Close Encounters. R2-D2 was in Close Encounters. He was? Yeah. 
He was on the 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 big mothership at the end. <laughs> he was as it's flying over really? like this. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, you can see uh, there's like orange light, and you can see an upside down R two D two on the bottom of the ship. That makes me angry. And apparently, Star Wars and Star Trek happen in the same universe because in the JJ in the new JJ Abrams mm-hmm. Star Trek universe, um, there's I'm a sorry. scene. Say what? In the new J.J. Abrams, in the... Star Wars and Star Trek yeah. are in the same universe? Yeah. A- according to J.J. Abrams, and <sighs> the first one but from four years ago... I'm having a really hard time with this. There's a scene in the middle of the movie, like 40-something minutes in, yeah. where there's some space battle going on, and there's lots of Debris flying everywhere. Kay. See how I pronounced it like yeah. he would? Debris. Yeah. You like that? Uh, has, Mike, Actually, has, has Bill would, always mispronounced words? I would pronounce it Debris. <laughs> There's a there's a uh, yeah. some of the debris flying around the debris. There, there's a a quick shot of R two D two flying I have through heard space. That. I've never seen it. I have. I paused it. My daughter and I saw it. Now, actually, being that Star Trek takes place in our universe and E T's in our universe, they're already connected. Though. Yeah. Well, no. There's a there's a. Th- have you never heard that the the Grey's Anat- There's a the last episode of Grey's Anatomy apparently had this kid who had. Uh, uh, like something wrong with his brain, and at the end of the episode, okay. this is suppo- this is the last episode of the yeah. series, and this kid supposedly it's revealed that the entire show had happened in his imagination. That was not Saint Grey's Elmo, Anatomy. Saint that was Saint, El- Saint, Saint Elsewhere. Saint Elsewhere. That's Saint right. Elsewhere. It's not Grey's Saint Elsewhere. Yes, and that that that. And so because of this thing, supposedly everyone he ever ran into also existed in this universe, which means every it's like a six degrees of separation thing where like everything exists, all TV shows exist in the same universe. Am I telling the story right? I, yeah. No, I, yeah, I, I think that's a stretch. And, you know, that's one of those those endings that people cite as a great television ending. Uh, unfortunately, it gets sometimes it gets overused a little bit. Um it's not Rock. as compelling as some of the SpongeBob SquarePants conspiracies <laughs> no, I've heard. The first time they did it with Bob Newhart, that was the best. Yeah, that was he, the best. That was pretty great. When he woke up and it was all a dream. Mm. Yeah, that was good stuff. Okay, is this anything like the whole thing that that uh, all 14 Pixar movies are all in the same universe? Oh, yeah. Have you ever heard, well, that, you yeah, heard kind of, this? that kind of goes without saying. Though, we it? talked about that a couple episodes yeah. ago, so there's no need to rehash that. Mike hasn't heard it. We never you went through the reasons. It. it doesn't matter because it's dumb. <laughs> yeah, no, okay. No, screw that. Um, okay. What so, time um, is it? All right. So the timeline begins. Check the time. Don't want to do too long. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I thought that exact line earlier this week, and I laughed quietly to myself. All right. The timeline begins Mike, with thanks for brave. showing up. And, uh, thanks uh, for having me. Take his Mike. really Mike, appreciate take, it. It's the... This is the third we really don't want to hear this. Why not? Because it's stupid. Okay. Um, all right, listeners. Well, in case you were wondering why Let's somebody vote. insists that all 14 Let's Pixar vote. movies are in the same universe. Um, tough. Let's Sorry. Vote. Yeah. Let's okay. vote. We'll vote. Google Who it. wants to hear it? Raise your hand. <laughs> Thank you. Nobody raised their hand. Not even Bill. You know, uh, to be honest, Bill, Whatever. all I had to do was just hear that they... That they could exist in the same universe. Hey, it's your turn like, to play some. Your turn I, to play some music. I read through the whole thing and I think it's a big stretch. It was clever and it was a bit of a stretch, and it it, it dovetailed perfectly into uh, what we were talking about three minutes ago. Yeah, well, let's not worry about putting on a good show for the people. It's my though. time of the month. We're, okay, we're clearly more. We're, we're it's a bunch of hippies in this freaking house. So obviously, who are more it's my time of the month with doing the drugs than putting on the good show. Can I have a blue okay. spot, please? All right. Possibly have a blue spot. Okay. Mike, thank you. Blue Welcome spot. to the show. <sighs> thank uh, you. Thank you for coming Still to the show. a lot of hippies working here. and uh... so, my, so I get to do the song this week. Uh, I do not have an artist for this I mean, song. All I know is that it I was show a up every mashup week. that someone uh, that was putting together online. There was some guy who's doing a great job of mashing up songs. Okay. Random songs that didn't belong together. This particular song... Stacy's mom and Fergalicious. This is going to suck. Here you go. They always claim they know me coming to me. Call hey, me listen up, y'all, because this is it. The beat that I'm banging is
definition make them boys go loco They run my treasures so they get their pleasures from my folks Are you Lady put it down 